Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Train, Eat, Repeat. So glad you guys are joining me this week. What a great episode we have on deck for you guys as I had the chance to sit down with business and money coach straight from Melbourne, Australia, Zach Dixon. Uh, Zach is not only a self-made millionaire, but has helped countless others uh, see their dreams uh, come true. So before I get to that, though, I want to make sure you guys are up to date. We are now heading into week five of the eight-week reset challenge. Those of you that are listening that are in the challenge, Hope you're really enjoying it and loving just interacting with you guys um, every single week. And also to let you know that now it's the start of December. So obviously we have January 1st on the horizon. And a lot of people like to turn that calendar page by starting a new fitness venture or just trying to keep that momentum going that they started towards the end of 2020. So to help you guys with that, we are going to be starting not a challenge. We don't like to call it a challenge because, again, the goal is to set great habits it's great community for you to be a part of, but it's going to be the Jumpstart 8-Week Program. So again, that is a community-based exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness program. Registration is now open, so if you are interested, please make sure that you reach out either to myself and Instagram or Facebook, or you reach out to Andrea Sage on Instagram or Facebook. So let's get right into the episode today, guys. Like I said, uh, he is a world-renowned, and very quickly too, Uh, business and money coach. Um, He's all over Instagram and also on Facebook, which you guys will be able to connect with him through there. But again, what I like about Zach and what you're about to learn about him is that he does have a sense of humility about him. And he really does want the best, not only for himself, but also for other people. And again, just somebody that is a true embodiment of making your dreams come true. So without further ado, here's my interview with Zach Dixon, and we'll talk to you guys next week. So Zach, I, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, you actually got introduced to me uh, through a mutual coach that we both know, Will Schiller. And yeah. you were talking to the New Age coaches, and I'm in that group. And what I found interesting was that and, and for the people that don't know, and I'll allow you to elaborate a little bit more, but you're a business coach. Would that be the, the fair thing to call you? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of move towards like business and money coach, meaning I'm very like there's, there's different things you can do around business like sales and marketing. I do all those things, but I'm primarily focused on money. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So that, that's, yeah. Kind of like, that's what I like to be called, like business and money coach. Okay, so your business and money coach. And what I found interesting is, you know, there's obviously with with the pandemic and a lot of people having to move their businesses online and and their online marketing, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. And so to separate yourself um, is is hard. And a lot of times, you know, they'll say the worst thing you can do is try to improve what somebody has already done. The thing that you have to do is be innovative. And I found that your approach to coaching was very innovative in that it has less to do with like some of the tactics like you talked about like marketing but more so around shaping the mind mm-hmm. can you touch on that a little bit and your your process yeah yeah totally totally man so my my whole belief is is there's always going to be strategies out there like this is what people feel like we've been conditioned to believe that if we just have strategies we're going to make a lot of money my business is going to take off and everything in between well the reality is it's just not entirely true um mindset is the game of everything if you want to have an incredible relationship your mindset is the is the thing that's going to 
you know, make you think, oh my God, I've got to like go sharp to my wife. I've got to like, I'm going to go surprise her. That's mindset. That's not, oh, just do this tactic. Just do this tactic. Like those things are okay, but it's the mindset that anyone can do it once, but it's what you do every single day. And that's why I believe coaches in this industry, whether you're personal trainers or anything in between, the foundation of you know, how you show up every day. Are you walking your talk? Why I don't try to compete with anyone? Because this is huge for me. I don't compete. I know the coaching industry has got so many coaches out there, but I know one thing for sure. Like most coaches don't focus on client results, which I'm massive on. It's the only thing I care about. Number two, I know I walk my talk every day and I don't need a show. I don't need to be like, I walk my talk. It's just, I just know I do. And when you know you do, you show up in a different way online. Like you show up better and it's an energetic thing. Like if you, if, if anyone that's watching this is like online and they're walking their talk, you feel better about yourself. And when people watch you, like they know, I feel like people know when someone's not walking their talk. It's like an intuition kind of thing. Like I feel like we're all kind of energetic beings and we know when someone's full of shit and we know when someone's walking their talk. And if you want to have a, like an advantage over other people, it's, it's like walk your talk in all areas. If you're a personal trainer, walk your talk with money, walk your talk with your relationships, walk your talk with your body. It's an energetic thing. And when you show up and you've got a full mastery of working on, there's never a complete mastery, but a, a consistency of mastering all those areas, you breed confidence, you breed certainty. You know, I didn't wake up one day and I had certainty. It came from me doing morning routines consistently. I know, I know for a fact I can easily miss a day on morning routines and I can miss a day on night routines. And the reality is I could probably say, yeah, I miss days. But I know for a fact it's on me. If I miss it, it's on me. I know if I miss it, I'm going to feel shit. Like, and I know also for a fact I'm a pretty hungry guy. I'm a pretty motivated guy. And... I have this story that I tell myself and it's really funny. So I tell myself every day when someone, I don't want to do a Facebook live. I don't want to do a content piece. I don't want to do a morning routine because I get up and I didn't sleep well. I always say no one's doing this because if I'm hungry and motivated, majority of people in this world are going to be like, they're not going to follow through. Like they're not going to do it. They'll get, oh, it's all right. I'll, I'll sleep in. No, no one's doing it. And I guess it's kind of like a self-trained e- ego thing. It's like using your ego for a positive way. If no one's doing it. That's why I want to do it. So that's kind of like my mindset around things. I know it's kind of, I hope that answered your question, but it's like, I have this, I believe it's not just, it's mindset, but it's also having an unbelievable hunger. No matter how much money you make, you're still hungry to get better every day. And it's not a financial thing. It's not a external thing. It's an internal thing. Like as much money as I'll make and I've made, I'm still as hungry as like as if I'm broke. So talk about that a little bit because a lot of times in the personal training world, people will say, well, I've lost the motivation and I have to explain to them that motivation comes and goes. It's determination that gets you to where you want to be. So, and you also mentioned that you've had to build this yourself, you know, so how can somebody who is starting at the bottom start to enable some of these things or what have you used in your own life to get to where you are now? Okay, sure. Good question. Well, what I, what I would say with my life, like a little bit of backstory on me so I can give you an understanding, I was not a motivated guy. Like I'm 27 right now. I started in the coaching space when I was 19 years old because I dropped out of high school when I was 17, um, just turned 17, and I just like – I didn't know what I wanted for my life. I, I wanted to be an actor. That was my dream of what I wanted. Uh, and then I – so I kind of had that expressive side, but I believe I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have – didn't believe I had the mindset. Like I couldn't be – I couldn't own it fully. I could own it by myself. 
but I couldn't own it in front of people. You get me in front of someone, I couldn't sell anything. I could sell anything now, but I'm like, that was a kind of process that you have to build. So when I went through, I, I ended up doing NLP. I learned hypnosis. I learned all those kind of things. And I said, because I sucked at school, I'm going to become a master in my craft. And, you know, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar I, and I'm like, oh, this guy's got some awesome content and shit. And I'm like, I want to do what he's doing. And it was kind of like a thing when I was like, just turned 19 and I'm like, I, I want to do what he's doing. So I knew he did NLP, did all these things. So I did it. Um, and the crazy thing, Tyler, was I was broke for, and I wasn't as hungry. I was broke for four, four and a half years for that, that period of time. Invested thousands of dollars in coaches, went to heaps of seminars. And the one thing that I can reflect on is if I look in the mirror, it was me. It was, I was lazy. And the reason I was lazy was because I understood for a fact I want money. That was what I was just hungry for. I just want money. I just want money. And I was doing everything to try to make money, but that is just like in a lacking mindset. So what I, what I had to change in my mind was I had to look at myself and be like, what do successful people do? Not the ones that are preaching it. Cause a lot of people at the top of this preaching, do strategies, sell like this, market like this. But I'm like people that are, you know, making shifts. And then I, I remember I started, um, I got a few different mentors that were teaching me about spirituality. They were teaching me about visualization. And then I'm like, oh my God, maybe I'll start visualizing. Um, and then I started visualizing. And then for some reason, my energy started feeling lighter and freer. Um, there's, a, there's a thing that I teach, which is the, you would have watched it in the Next Level Coaches, which was the metaphysical versus physical world. There is two worlds that we live in. And this is what I understood at a young age when I was learning about quantum physics and things like that. There's a metaphysical world that we have. And we also have a, a physical world that we have. Now, if you want to become successful, you've got to master both worlds, not just one. Now, when you were talking about before saying people, they're starting out, they're losing motivation. You don't lose motivation or you don't, you're inspired, not motivated all the time when you master the metaphysical and physical world. Now, let me explain what both are. The physical world is what you can see right now. Like if you watch, listen to this podcast, you're looking at a screen, you know, you're looking around at what you can see in your physical world. You know, you can look at your hand, that's in the physical world. Then we have the opposite world, which is the metaphysical world, which is the other than physical world. And that metaphysical world is a high vibrational, fast reality. It's things that we can do. We have this ability to see anything at any given time right now. Like if I close my eyes or anyone on this watching this, even you, Tyler, close your eyes right now and visualize that you're in Hawaii right now. You're on a beach. You can smell the sand. The sun's beaming on your skin. How fast can you see that? How fast? Pretty fast because it's fun, snowing right? here in Michigan. <laughs> That's what we call the metaphysical world. And it is it is super fast reality. We can see whatever we want. We can be millionaires right now if we want to be. And if you can start feeling like that now and starting to get the pictures in your head aligned with where you're actually going, let's just say you want to become a millionaire. You've got to be a millionaire now. You know, Money comes when you start being it now. And I didn't know this. I'm like, I've got to go out there and chase it. No, you've got to be it right now. You've got to use your metaphysical paradigm. Now, you might be like, I don't know if this is all true. Let's just say I cut your brain out right now. The brain, I'm not sure if you've ever seen a human brain. They're like a very blobby, it's a physical world thing. The reality is that's the physical world I can see. Where are the thoughts? Because I know I think every day. If I cut the brain open, why don't the thoughts come out of the brain? Because they're coming and they're resonating from a different place. And this is what the same thing is with dreams. If you're dreaming at night, where a lot of people do, they dream at night, 
what happens is, can I go to my wife and go, hey, like I had this incredible dream. I was flying with a pig and it was insane. I'm like, I want, I, I'm going to put it into a bottle. Um, watch it. Can I do that? No, I can't because it's a metaphysical thing. It's untangible if my hand's right now in the physical world. Now, how real does a dream feel? It feels freaking real. We've got to create in our metaphysical world what we really want. What do we want to manifest? What, what do we want to attract? If you want to attract 10 new clients you know, coming into your business, you've got to set the intention. How would I actually feel right now? And I've got to use my metaphysical that's been given to me from the universe, God, whatever you spiritually believe, it's been given to you for a reason. You know, when we're kids, I, I have a um, four-month-old, four-and-a-half-month-old right now. He's the most, he's crazy creative. He's looking at a, uh, he's looking at a toy, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like he's he's using he's using his active visualization. He's using his imagination, and that is what we've lost. Because when we go to school, think about what happens at school. We go to school, and you can't mark creativity in school. They only mark you in maths, you know, English, and they can only say, you got 80%. Well, 80% is logical. That's left side of the brain. It's not right side of the brain. Now, what everyone thinks in business is, business is a straight line. Not true. It goes left, it goes right. You might think, oh my God, I'm going to get this sale. I know this person's going to buy it. Then they don't buy it. And you're like, oh my God, I thought this guy was going to buy it. But you know what? You didn't realize the next person you talk to is going to come around the corner and want to work with you. It's going to be effortlessly easy. You've got to trust the river of life. And that only comes from understanding life is not a straight line. Life is a journey of fun. And what you've got to realize is life is going to take you down the left sometimes and you're going to freak out. Oh, my God, I lost four clients. I don't know what's going on. And you're going to freak out. But if you trust, what if I took you above the river and realized every river winds? So if it goes left and you're going down a dark tunnel, guess what? It's going to come right again because it has to. That's the analogy of life. There's left hand, there's right hand, there's up, there's down. You've got to figure that out first and realize, like, when you master the metaphysical, Tyler, the, the focus is always to me, life's not always going to go my way, but I'm going to visualize every single morning. Like I, when I started visualizing every morning, you don't see results straight away. That's the thing about this. Like if every PT right now knows for a fact, because I used to be a PT years ago, every PT knows if they take on a client, you're not going to see results after one session. That's what people do. They meditate or visualize once and then they expect to get results. Or they do it for a week and they're like, oh, I've done it. What if they came to Utah and they're like, oh, I've done four weeks and I'm not really getting the results. You're like, dude, you've been at Macca's for the last freaking six years. We've got to, we've got to take some time. You know, and it's the same analogy as visualizing something and attracting something. Remember I said there's a fast vibrational reality of the metaphysical world. Understand that's up in the air. And then down below is the physical world that we live in, which is a slow vibrate, vibrational reality. It's a slow vibrational matter. We can see things with physical objects. So what I'm saying is it's slow. So if I start visualizing something now, I usually say it's a six to eight weeks journey. You start visualizing you want 10 clients. You visualize it every day. You feel that it's already happening and you live in that state no matter what happens. And you're like, oh, my God, it's already happened. You do that for eight and you take massive action. What's going to happen is you're going to start seeing evidence in the physical world. It doesn't happen straight away because there's a time delay between the metaphysical and physical world. So if I start visualizing what I want in the metaphysical world, after six to eight weeks, you'd be surprised if you didn't start seeing evidence in the physical world. You've got to be inspired. It's not about saying, I'm not feeling inspired. I wanted you to go on a journey of six to eight weeks. 
Give yourself six to eight weeks and then you can go back to your lazy self after that. But for six to eight weeks, you're going to visualize what you want every day. You're going to take massive action because what's the last six letters of the law of attraction? Action. So you've got to visualize what you want, then you've got to take massive action on it. You do it for six to eight weeks and you put it inside your mind. You'll be very, very surprised if you don't start seeing clients pour into your reality. Well, and in that case too, you're probably going to see it bleed over into other areas of your life too. You know, you said you can be in this for six to eight weeks and go back to what you were doing more than likely. And in the PT world, this is true too. People typically don't revert back when they start to see results. If anything, it makes them hungrier. Uh, that, that's what I mean. And I feel like people don't give themselves enough time. Like, like this is what I mean for personal training. And that's why accountability is important. And that's why you've got to live by those principles that you teach your clients. Like, you know, for a fact with your clients, you're like, Hey, I'm going to inspire this client. I'm going to inspire this, this client to win. Even if the person's fat and overweight, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to, I'm going to inspire them. Cause I know in six to eight weeks when they look in the mirror and they feel better about themselves, like you just said, it goes over, it spills over into all areas of life. And then it makes you even more hungrier. I'm not sure, like, Tyler, like, you probably exercised before and you started seeing results with a new diet, a new, uh, you know, training program or something like that. And then you're hooked. It's like a drug. You're hooked on it because, you know, you grow on success. As soon as you see success coming in, you grow on it. That's why I always say with my clients, you're either addicted to saving or you're addicted to spending. Like, this is the you're either addicted to one of them because I can tell you right now, if you don't save your money, it's just because you're not addicted to it. You're addicted to spending it. Now, if you're addicted to spending your money, then you're going to be broke. But if you're addicted to putting a little bit away and saving it, as soon as you look over your shoulder six months from now or three months from now, six months from now, you're like, oh, my God, i got 15, 20, 30, 50 grand. And then you're like, I'm addicted. I want more. I want 55 grand. I want 100 grand. Like, you know, you get, you grow more from inspiration when you get results. So I get it. A lot of people right now probably watching this aren't getting the best results and they're wanting to quit or they're wanting to think because I get it. I've wanted to quit many times. But like I always say to people, never quit. If you've committed to doing this, it will happen. I was 22 years old and I had $6 in my account waiting for my $350 paycheck when I was a PT and a lifeguard. That's what I was doing at 22 when I was trying to grow this thing. Now what I've been able to do in you know a period of time is I haven't just became a millionaire in that time. I've done it without spending any money on advertising. I've just done it from building relationships. I've done it from connecting with as many people and getting my clients' results. If you've got 10 clients right now, you don't need to go out and use Facebook ads because what I would say is get 10 clients in, blow them away, make them raving fans, and then say, hey, can I get three referrals from you from each? That's 30, 30 leads. You'll probably close half of them for 15, and now you've got 15 new clients. And then get testimonials from all those 10 people from the start. They'll give you testimonials. And testimonials online will get you in more leads and more clients. Sure. Absolutely. And I, and I like what you put in there in terms of that, you know, it does take time and that you will hit days that you don't feel like doing some of those chop wood, carry wood items, uh, chop wood, carry water items to, to get to where you want to be. So I'm curious, and you may have, you may have touched on this a little bit already, but, but what was your, why, what was the defining moment that said, you know what, I need to start changing things up. I look, look, it came, it came from when, you know, in high school, in high school, man, it all, always resonates to a specific memory that I can remember. It was in high school where I was trying to be someone I wasn't. And I always believed that I had something inside that I was, you know, I was here to do. And I feel like everyone has that if they really resonate. I don't know if they might resonate or not, but I always felt like, like I was here to do something great. I don't want to just go through my life and be 40 or 50, live in the same job and all those things. So 
that scared me. And, and you know, what's all, what also kind of, you know, massive, what massively scared me as well was I left high school and I told my dad, I remember when I left and I'm like, hey, I want to leave. And he's like, you got to understand when you go out on your own, like, it's all on you now. Like, you know, there's only so much. I'm like, yeah. And I ended up working in a meat factory. I got bullied there. And I always thought I was dumb because I failed high school. And I always ran that story that I was dumb, that I wasn't. And I wanted, it was like a proving thing, I guess. I was motivated by proving people wrong that I wasn't this dumb person. And I'm going to create something early. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to create the life that I wanted. I'm going to do the things I want to do. I want to travel around the world. I am going to make a lot of money. I am going to have a wife that absolutely loves me. Because the reality was, I wanted all these crazy things, Tyler, but I didn't believe it was going to happen. Honestly, I didn't believe. I had fear. And I'm like, I was running around from fear and I'm like, I want to prove it. I want to have it all. But then when I did that, yeah, I made a bit of money. But as soon as I met my wife and, you know, it just took me to another level because I'm like, and then I actually, funny enough, I actually cried two weeks ago on a Sunday because then I I actually, it was on a Sunday and I actually cried because I'm like, this was actually everything that I wanted when I was younger, I wanted money. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to have a wife. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have successful clients. That was my dream. I'm like, if I could just do that, oh my God, everything's just going to fall into place. And I was really emotional about two, two weeks ago because I'm like, I've actually achieved everything. And that mindset was like, I, I've achieved everything. So I need to set my goals higher because I achieved everything that I wanted. I I achieved everything that I wanted when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. This is exactly what I wanted. That's amazing. And that was a realization. I'm like, holy shit, like I did it. And that's what I mean. I'm like, that's why I say to people, like it's going to happen. There was times where you're going to doubt. I doubted many times. I wanted to quit many times. I was, I gave myself, you know, I remember I used to just be anxious all the time because I'm like, is it actually going to happen? Like struggling to pay for things. I remember I used to negotiate with my brother because I lived in his house for like two, three days. And he said, oh, you've got to pay a third of the rent. And I and I even negotiated. I'm like, well, can I save a hundred bucks here because I'm not here for the majority of the week? Like that's just such shitty mindset. And I couldn't believe I was like that. But everyone starts somewhere and becomes something. So if you're struggling right now, just remember you will become someone. And make sure you become someone better. But every failure you go through, every struggle you go through, you know, like they say, as corny as it sounds, there is the grass is greener on the other side, but you can't see it. But everything from me now, where I'm sitting right now, where I got emotional, I look back on my life, Tyler, and I'm like, everything actually makes sense on why I went through that, why I went through that failure. It makes sense now. It didn't at the time, and I was trying to make sense of it, but it doesn't. But when you get to a certain level, five years, you'll look back and you're like, everything makes sense. Absolutely. Your trials build endurance and build endurance of character. That's something I try to instill in everybody. And I think you, you know, I I think you would agree that your why is what kept you going. Completely. Like, like I wanted to quit so many times. I've even wanted to do a video with my mom because I used to go up to her and I used to say, hey, should I just quit? She used to say, don't quit, don't quit. I did that so many times. She probably got sick of it. I wanted to quit so many times, but I don't know. I feel like it's an identity thing as well. I feel like how to stay consistent with something is it's an identity thing. And as soon as you identify yourself as something, it's what becomes easy every day. Like for me, I've been training, exercising in the gym for what, what is it, 13 years? And I've just done it five days a week or six days a week for that period of time. And I don't even need to think about it because, you know, I just, that's who I am. Like I'm just a person that goes to the gym. Like it's the same thing as this. 
I've chosen to be a coach. So this is who I am. So I'm not going to quit. As much as I might say it when I'm feeling down, I'm never going to because it's my identity. And when something is your identity, it, you know, it becomes who you are. It's like, why do vegetarians not eat meat? You know, it's because they've got different teeth. No, it's because they label themselves, I am a vegetarian. And when they label themselves as a vegetarian, it's easy actually to say no to meat. You might go in there and someone might offer you meat and you're like, no, I don't want to have it. The reason you don't have it is because you're on, your identity is you're a vegetarian. Why do runners run? Why do they get anxious if they don't run for a week? If I took a runners. runner, a marathon runner, not running for a week, he'll get anxious. Why? Because it's who he is. What you've got to do in your business is, are you just a personal trainer? Oh, yeah, I'm a PT. No, are you the greatest personal trainer in wherever you live? Canada, America, Australia. Because when you wear that label, like I am the best, you show up differently. You know, who trains harder in a gym, Tyler? Someone that labels themselves as, I'm the person that goes to the gym or I'm an athlete. Athlete, for sure. That was a one or two word change and it's a different experience. When you go into the gym next watching this, Say, I'm an athlete. See how hard are you trained by just that word if you wear it. Words become your experience. Thoughts in our head, the thoughts that we have or words that we have create pictures in our mind. Like if I say think of an elephant right now, you'll think of an elephant. Do you think of E-L-E-P-H-A-N-T or do you think of an actual picture of an elephant? An elephant, for sure. So whatever you say with your words is what you see in your mind and that is what you wear. I'm an athlete. And then whatever I say, I get a picture of me being an athlete in my head and then I wear that label, which will mean I'll become that identity. And so for the most part, would you say that you're using, because you're alluding to them, affirmations for people to sort of shape that identity that they want? Completely. And that, that is the foundation of what, the, what I believe has been the biggest difference between you know, what I teach people and what a lot of other people teach people, which is it's not just about tactics and strategy. It's about your internal world and it's about your morning routine. Now, when you want to get good with money, if you want to get good with your body, if you want to get good with anything, you got to do – it's really like an incantation kind of style affirmation. Like I like saying incantation because there's more emotion there. Like what I tell – like I'll give you an example. What I tell my clients to do is if they want to get good with money and it's what everyone can do right now is – I want you to choose five affirmations around money that you, you want to have. Whether you're like, oh, I'm really struggling with money. Say, I'm freaking epic with money. Or you could say, money always attracts to me. Money's easy to make. Everything I touch turns to gold. Whatever it is. And what I do is I get them to write down five positive affirmations. This is what I do still to this day to train my money mindset. Or even your mindset. It could be anything. Money or, or mindset. Going to the mirror three times a day. In the morning. In the middle of the day. And then at night, and I want you to say one of those affirmations 20 times, the next affirmation 20 times, the next affirmation 20, then the next, and then the next, and that's 100 affirmations. You do it in the morning, middle of the day, and evening, that's 300 affirmations a day. Now, if we times that, you're like, oh, my God, when was the last time anyone did 300 affirmations in a day? Even a week. I always say people don't even do 300 in a year. Now, if you do this over... A week, that's 2,100 affirmations. If you do it over a month, you know, if we're timesing it by four plus four and a half, maybe five, that's nearly 10,000. If you times it by 12, that's nearly 120,000 affirmations in a year. How isn't that going to dialogue and change your mindset? You've got you to you speak who you want to become because when you speak who you want to become with certainty, that's what builds you. 
I remember for when I when I was broke, I used to go down to an oval. I did this for two years straight, and I used to scream at the top of my lungs who I am. Like I'm the most certain person in any room. I can show up like crazy. I used to scream at Tyler at the top of my lungs when I was doing push-ups, sit-ups. People used to walk past going to work, but who cares? I wanted to work on my mindset. And if you do whatever it takes on your mindset, I always say you get rewarded in public for you practice for years in private. Now, what I'm saying is if you do that in private or you do that consistently over a period of time, you'll be rewarded in public. But most people just try to get rewarded in public before they even practice for years in private. Or they try to put in the work without having the mindset behind it. Correct. Pretty much the same same exact thing. So I'm huge on morning routine affirmations, visualizing what you want every day. Like I just told you to look at Hawaii before. Like getting the pictures, but getting what you want. It could be... I want to make $100,000 this year. It could be I want to make a million. I want to, you know, attract my dream relationship. I want to get 10, you know, high-paying clients. Whatever it is, you've got to get clear on what you want and then see it every day. Because I can tell you right now, you, I can tell you, I'll take you through five or 10-minute visualization and I guarantee you, you feel lighter and you feel inspired straight after it because it's just how the mind works. And when we get our body to feel lighter, we're in a higher frequency. And when you're operating on a higher frequency – you look at the world world differently. It's like AM frequency, FM frequency. There's two different channels of music. You're never going to get FM on an AM and you're never going to AM on an FM. You've got to make sure you're on the right channel because then you get the right music and the right music will inspire you to you know, get through anything. That's awesome. I mean, and again, it's something that I think a lot of people don't know about or they've heard about, but they don't necessarily know how to put it into action. And I, th- and again, I think more people look at the actions versus before they actually set their mind on something or try to create that identity yep. before they're and they're not going to see results. Um, and I guarantee you, because you had that identity built you were able to see the little progress that you made. It wasn't just about the end result where you are now, but those little progress check marks, if you will, along the way. Totally. I, I totally agree. And that, and, and that, that's part of like the identity thing that like, like even though you have the identity and you'll see the little progress throughout the, the journey, you still feel the same way. Like just remember when those states come up and that evilness comes up and says, oh my God, like you're never going to make it or you're never going to achieve or you're not good enough. We all have them. You just got to realize that that's just not the best you and that's a sign for you to get into a better state of mind because when you get in a better state of mind, we have certain beliefs to the state of mind that we're in. If I'm in a good state of mind, I'm not going to feel like I'm not good enough and not deserving. When I'm feeling defeated or not good enough or tired, that's where that evilness comes to me or that's where it comes to anyone. So you just got to remember that's not the real you and everyone goes through it. You're not perfect enough to say you're never going to go through it. We all go through it at times. We all get triggered off at times. But it's just, it's just very important to just focus on forward and just see the big vision moving forward and just be like, it's not always going to be like this. Things are going to change. You are going to get a break and things are going to go your way. Even if it hasn't up to this point, it will if you don't quit and you see the micro little changes like just Tyler said. Sure. And what, what you mentioned earlier that your wife had a pretty profound impact on your life and, and you being able to sort of spring forward in, in your business or your identity. Can you touch on that a little bit? Okay. So, yeah. So, so I was, I actually worked at a, I worked at a company um, for 18 months, um, which I was a coach in that company. It was kind of a company that taught coaches on how to scale their business. And this guy was like a, you know, a multimillionaire. I was next to him all day. And that massively helped me around money because he was just a really abundant thinker. And that was probably a really massive change in my life too, for 18 months. But 
because I swung the bat first and I failed because I went out on my own and I tried it myself before I even got a job and I was broke and, it, and I tried to make it work and it didn't make it work, I was defeated. And even though I'm like, one day it's going to happen, I used to tell myself one day I'm going to be like, I'm going to be successful and stuff. I kind of just settled in that job because I was like, well, it's not going to work. I, it's safer here. At least I get a paycheck every month and all this kind of security stuff. And when I met my wife, uh, she was a lot more successful than me. She was into real estate and, you know, you know, it's a couple of years older than me and things like that as well. She was a bit, bit more, you know, advanced in that. And I, I remember I met her and then she started, we started dating and things like that. And she just said, why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? And I used to tell her I'm going to leave one day and stuff. And she actually wrote me the, the resignation letter and said, I'm sick of you talking about you're going to leave. Make the decision. Here's the letter. And I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, what am, what am I going to do? And I started freaking out. And then I'm like, it kind of like took my masculinity away because I'm like, if I can't step up and do this, like I'm not the man. And how like non-attractive is that to your, your partner? You know what I mean? So I'm like, screw it. i got to do it. So I did it that morning. She said, don't come home until it's done. Actually went there, um, left. And I was freaking scared, dude, because I had, I saved up what, 36000 or something like that in my account. So I'm like, maybe I can get through you know, six months. So I justified, maybe I can get through a year if I save well and stuff. And everything just fell into place, man. Like she was very, um, you know, she has been a massive impact on my life, making me believe in myself more because I, I had a lot of shit in that first early years of stuff of not believing in myself. And she just had this complete belief in me. And then she's like, I want you to run retreats. We ended up running retreats, massive successes. She said, I want you to do this launch, which we did a launch after the first three months of um, leaving my job. I made 100K in three months when I left my job. And a lot of the stuff that kind of did at the start was she kind of helped me massively a lot. It was kind of like, I guess she was like, in a way, like coaching me or whatever. But I just feel like if you have a woman in your life or, or a man, whatever it is for you, uh, like that's the person you care about, you know, the most. And I feel like you'll do anything for, you'll do more for others you care about than you ever will, will for yourself. And I feel like I, I felt like I had to. I just got this mean, mindset of saying, what am I going to do? She helped me leave and then I'm going to quit. So that was another massive why for me to say, I've got to step up if I'm going to be the man of, uh, if I'm going to be the man, I've got to lead. And everything just fell into place. I even look back on that time and I was like, I was just, a, I was, I don't know how I got through that time. It's like the extreme anxiety I felt when I left. But when I look back and I was like, I was just a hungry guy. And then even up to this point now, like, what is it? Three and a half, four years later or whatever it is. Uh, I'm a completely different person now. And I feel like, yeah, I've got money now and it's different and it's easier. But the right woman, I'm a true believer in, the right woman will make or break you. You get a toxic woman in your life. And this is like, look, you might be men or whatever it is for you. Maybe this is a woman watching whatever. You get the wrong man. It's the same. But I true believe if you get the wrong woman in your life, they're either going to take from you or they're going to add to you. And a lot of women, not just saying this, a lot of men as well, sometimes take from you and it's toxic because they've got their own immaturity from, you know, their childhood or got daddy or mummy issues and they'll take away from you. Oh, they're jealous. So there's like this. We've never had any of that. It's all about let's build something together. What's the vision we've got to have together? Where are we going? You know, where, where are we moving towards? You've got to do it together as a team. So yes, my success is not just me. It's my success with my wife for sure. And I would not be where, where I am right now without my wife, hand on my heart, 100%. And I think, too, you hit on a point that it, your sphere of influence has a great impact on your ability to achieve your goals. Totally. And, 100%, 100%. you know, that, that starts with your wife. That starts with your friends. Yep. Um, is that something you sort of talk about with your clients as well in terms of like who they surround themselves with? 
Look, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty ruthless around that kind of thing around that because look, I used to hang around deadbeat kind of people and things like that, and I knew that was taking on me. I'm pretty brutal around that. Like, I'm very, very strict with who I even, even let in as even friend. If someone wants to hang out, I don't, I don't usually hang out. If someone, I'm too busy. I've got a son. I've got a wife. Like, I've got a business. It's too much. And you've got to ask yourself: Is this going to add to me this relationship, or is it taking from me? Because if it's taking from me, cut the relationship out. Because you got to look at it like a metaphor of. The, the, the environment always wins over time. Like if someone comes to one of my events and then they go home to their toxic relationship, their toxic friends, too bad. My retreat was worthless. Like it was a waste. It was honestly a waste because you're in a good environment for a few days and then on the, on the, on, on the back end of that, you, you're just going to lose because your environment always wins over time. I, I, I'll, give you an, I'll give you an example. Like if I go into a freezer room, Go into a freezer room, you know, they're in the, like the bottle shops and things like that, you know, where they hold all the alcohol in like the freezer room. If you go into the freezer room, that's what, um, if you go into the freezer room, you sit in there, it's not a big deal. It's because it's a bit chilly. If I put on the best coat in the world, meaning the best mindset, and I go into that freezer room, I don't care if I've got a good coat on, that environment is going to win over time. I'm going to get cold over time. It's just going to win. Environment always wins. I've had times I remember Marilyn. I remember I used to live with this guy. He used to love Marilyn Manson. Hated. I hated his music. It was like screaming shit. And I listened to this guy's music, and he and he used to just trigger me all the time. Like, what the hell is this shit? Day one, it was annoying. Day five, it was annoying. Day seven, it was annoying. Then we drove to the gym together. He played it again. I'm like, what is this music? It's actually not that bad. Environment wins over time. <laughs> always. If you're hanging around dead beach, you broke. Like, ask yourself, what is the net worth of the friends that you hang around? And if they're all broke, you're going to be broke. I don't care. You cannot be making money when you're around broke people. You've got to be strict around that. Now, I'm not saying be ruthless and say you're not making money, so I'm cutting you. Remove the time you spend with them. If they say, hey, do you want to go out for dinner and stuff? Just say, hey, make up a story. No, nah, I'm really busy for business this month. I've got to focus. Okay, we'll do it next month. When they go, oh, dude, do you want to come out again? That's, how, that's what I did when I was moving away from my people. I'm like, oh, dude, like Christmas is coming up and, you know, we're going away for a family trip. I wasn't going away for a family trip, but I'm removing that time. You're removing that time because I know for a fact if you're around someone that's wanting to quit and they do the same thing as you and they're thinking about quitting, it'll influence you because you're allowing that toxic bullshit into your mind. Your subconscious mind takes on anything. Don't think of blue. Don't think of blue. Don't think of blue. What do you do? Think of blue because I'm saying it. If I say quit, don't quit, don't quit, quit, don't quit, don't, it's going to go in your mind. And if I've got influence on you and you love me as a friend or anything like that, I have influence over your mind. So what family members do, don't work so hard. What are you on about? Like if they're your parents, I know the best financial position, do not take advice from people that aren't in a good financial position. Take advice from people that have high high standards, high environment, the people that are going to help you make more money. And finding the resources and the people that have what you want. I honestly think, Tyler, like if you have the right environment, the strategies is that is going to come. Like that is the fastest way to – but this is what I mean. A lot of people go into masterminds and things like that and the environment's not the best environment. But tell me this. If I grab you, Tyler, and I put you in – People, you spend six months with people that are worth $100 million, all of them, you spend every day with them. What's naturally going to happen energetically just by you hanging around? I'm going to make more money, of be more successful. It's a natural energy because it's an energy thing. When I was spending time with this multi-millionaire because I work for him, 
I was around him every day. I was like, he's, and we used to spend every day together. He was talking about 30 grand, 50 grand deals. Like it was no, hey, I just made 100 grand. And I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Like, this guy's insane. Like, and then it become normal. I, I remember he first went, oh, I got the job. He's like, how are you going to handle people that are, you know, he gave me an analogy that are saying, I just lost 100 grand in my business. And I'm like, I've never even seen 100 grand before. And then I was thinking at the start, but then six months in, I'm like, this is normal. It's my reality now. This is the norm. Sure. Can be, became your new normal. Yeah. How have things changed now that you're a father? Uh, good question. Um, I'm more, I'm, I'm more focused on what I talked about at the start of this more than ever before. Like some days I would miss days and things like that. I'm more focused on, I need to walk my talk in every single area of my life because my son, it was the first zero to seven years of a child's life, they're in theta brainwaves. And theta brainwaves is everything that the parents are, the, the child becomes. All beliefs, all everything, because they're in theta brainwaves. So if I'm stressed about money, my son's going to learn to be stressed around money. It's an energetic thing. And they watch what you do. They don't really care about what you say. It's what you do and how you feel and how you respond to things. So for me, I get up earlier than I ever get up before. I make sure that I have time for myself. I make my son watch me train in the gym. So he's watching me do it and he's watching me do it. So I do all these kind of things. I get my wife to bring it out. Like last night I bring out my son to my wife when she was training and, and we just said, let's just watch, watch mine for 10 minutes. Like I want my son, I look at it like I've learned all this stuff around, um, you know, the first zero to seven years is like the, the upbringing of a child. So I'm doing affirmations with my child every morning. I'm doing you know, I'm putting on Mozart, you know, I'm, I'm doing like a mini seminar every morning, 10 minutes teaching him different principles. It makes me step up more because I don't want my son to grow up and be like, I'm telling him he can do anything and I'm not doing anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, anyone, like parents can always say you can achieve anything, but they don't listen to that. They listen to, well, you didn't achieve anything. Why are you telling me that? Like I want to be known um, and it makes me have a higher standard than I ever had before. I've made the most amount of money I have since I've had Zane, which is my son. I've beat like my relationships going the best it's ever gone. My health is just taken to another level because now I care about more about health over significance, you know, significance at the start. Let's get as big as, let's get as big as possible. Who cares? Now it's all about health. Sure. It's all about, you know, um, what's the most thing that's going to help me out? Because I want to be around when he gets married. I want to be around when he's growing up. I want to be 80, 90 years old watching him grow up. So it changes everything, man. People tell you all the time, which I got told, it didn't make sense to me. I was just like, before I had Zane, I'm like, yeah, 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 it's going to make me motivated and stuff. But I, it didn't make me hungry when my wife was pregnant. But when I saw Zane and just see him every day and when he smiles at you, you get the most amount of pride you'll ever have and you're just like, like, I'll come into him and I'm like, just got to say it. Zane, give me a high five. Just got to say it. Like, I'm teaching him to have high standards. So, it, so if you got a child out, yeah, you'll know what I mean. But holy shit, they take you to another standard. That's awesome, man. I'm super happy for you. And yeah, yeah. I mean, your enthusiasm is always, always shows through um, because that's just the person you are. That's your identity. But uh, definitely a, a different level um, when you talk about your son, Zane. Appreciate what it. are what are some things that 
uh, and we've talked about a couple, but let's say somebody's in the absolute doldrums and they don't know where to turn. We're obviously going through the middle of a pandemic and we just went through a presidential election. It was very heated here in the United States. Where can people just start? Where, where should they just start to start to, uh, you know, develop that identity that they want? Okay. The, fir- the first thing that I would say, a really good question. The first thing I would say is with the, with the, um, with the stuff around COVID and the stuff around politics, the reality is you can't, no, no matter how you feel about it, who you want to win or anything like that, or spending time watching conspiracies or anything like that, the reality is it's just whatever happens, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like be okay with, you know, you've made it up to this point in your life and pro- probably people, the polit- politicians that should have probably been doing dodgy shit up to this point. So it's like, Life's still going to go on. That is external from you. I want you to focus on you. Turn off the news. Turn off the YouTube shit around all that shit. Turn off COVID shit, learning about it, saying, oh, it's this, it's that. Who cares? Focus on you. Make this the most profitable time ever for you by focusing on, like, like for me, what I did was I, I remember when I when COVID happened, it started off um, when it started off, I got a bit into it. I'm like, all right, like, what's going on? Like, what's this crazy? And blah, blah, blah. But then I kind of made the change saying, me and my wife looked at each other saying, everyone's going to be feeling like we feel. So what do we do? Let's launch a challenge. Then we mapped out a challenge. Then we launched a challenge that, we're, that we started running, made a shit ton of money from a challenge. We create something in this time. Like think to yourself, what could I create online? Is there an online product I could create? What's a $97 offer that I could create? Focus on creating something that you are going that you can come out of COVID and be like, COVID was awesome. I created like the most amount of programs. Turn COVID from that was a time when we we're all locked up to that was a time where it was kind of like I worked on myself a lot. I did a lot of visualization. I did a lot of affirmations. I built a lot of little online things or, you know, I just focused on different things. Like I've got people that have, just more like whether they're personal trainers or coaches that usually do like one-on-one stuff and that's all they do. And they've been able to create like a couple of online programs that they would never have done before because they have more time now, you know, right now, no matter what happens in the world, it doesn't matter what happens in the external world. It's what happens in your world. And you've got to make sure that you have, you're at the gate, you're at the gate of the mind. Because I can tell you, you wake up in the morning, that first 20 minutes of the day, and you start watching any of this crazy shit that's going on in the world, like rioters and all this kind of shit, you're already in fear starting the day. The first 20 minutes of the day, you're in theta brainwaves. Remember I said before, zero to seven is when a baby is in theta brainwaves. They don't have an analytical part of the brain. Human beings, as we grow up and we're adults, we only usually have theta brainwaves first 20 minutes of the morning and the last 20 minutes of the, um, before we go to bed because we're about to go into delta brainwaves, which is the sleep state. So what I'm saying is whatever you do in the morning, the first 20 minutes, and the evening, the last 20 minutes, is going to influence the morning and the evening and throughout the day. So I would say if I was you, I'd get clear on my metaphysical first. What am I going to commit to? Start with a little goal. I'm going to start visualizing for 10 minutes. I'm going to start doing breathing exercises, whatever it is for you for your morning routine. But make sure you do it for a minimum of three months. And then say, what do I need to do? If I'm going to visualize all these goals, what's the next step that I want to create? I've got to create a program. Just get it done. Set a goal. 30 days, it's going to be done. Have deadlines and make it happen. That's what I would say. So you can get out of COVID being like, I did a heap of shit. I didn't just sit on my ass watching um, you know, CNN bullshit. Sure. Watching the rest of the world go by 
and uh, you accomplishing great things because you put yourself first. Completely. Absolutely. You know what? Like, like it's, it's your, it's, it's really your choice. Like you're just wait. Like I look at things like you're just wasting time. And if you're broke, you can't afford not to work on you right now. You know, the government's not going to support you. For, support you. It's not relying on that. It's relying on you. No matter what happens, you've got to rely on you all the time. You've got to back yourself. Let's just say something happens and then, you know, the finances go down and the stock market crashes and then there's a huge, you know, whatever bullshit's going on. The reality is that could happen. But what are you going to cry about? Or are you just going to be like, what can I do about it? What can I do right now? Because I can't control the outside world, but I can control on how I feel. You always control on how you feel. Master feeling. Master feeling good every day because that's a high vibration. When you're in a high vibration, you attract better things. Excellent. Yeah. And if you can't get something from that, uh, I don't know what else to say. So um, what do you have on tap for for 2021 and beyond? I know you said that you're, you're kind of in this phase of, you know, recreating some goals because you've already accomplished what you were looking to do. Um, what's on tap for you? So, so that's pretty much what, what pretty much December is all about, man, for me. Like December is kind of like a little bit like I'm fully booked with clients and things like that. It's not, that's not like I don't really need to generate any more clients right now. But it's kind of like December I'm creating. I'm launching a challenge in December, um, which I'm going to work with people. And also I'm going to – I usually run retreats every three months. That's been kind of – that was my massive focus that I've been doing. But I'm going to do that on a massive scale. Um, me going to do them internationally where I'm going to do it in America. I'm going to do it in Canada. I'm going to do it all over the world because I've just usually been doing it in Australia and uh, Bali and Asia. But I'm going to kind of scale it to, you know, more areas of the world because I've got, I've got clients from all over the world. Um, and it's just a, a way to get more known as well from more people around the world. Also, I'm going to be running a lot of online events as well because, you know, with the, the way the world's going right now, um, it's probably the, it's probably just a smart move. So you can, cause it's, cause events are freaking powerful, man. When someone sits in a room for four or five days with you, you can make a massive impact on someone's life. And that's actually what fills me up the most about what I do. It's not working with people one-on-one or doing coaching programs or masterminds, actually events because I get to meet people and I love being around people and connecting and helping people transform. So there's just going to be a lot more events and a lot more on scale, um, around the world. Like that's my kind of next step of doing seminars, events around the world. Uh, that's what I'm kind of resonating with right now. Excellent. Well, I wish you all the best. Um, you're fantastic. And, and I appreciate you again, being so open and, and forthcoming on the podcast and, and that's who you are. You know, I, th- I think that's the thing. Um, yeah. so where can people find you, um, on uh, social media? Uh, just, just uh, I usually just use two platforms, Facebook and, uh, Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram is Zach Dixon coaching, Z-A-C-D-A-X-O-N coaching. Uh, that's where you, you follow me on there. That's where we kind of connected from. Um, yep. and then on Facebook, like I love connecting with people. Like I'm not one of those people that uses Facebook pages. I use like Zachary Dixon, my actual private Facebook, because that's where I just produce a lot of content. I do a lot of Facebook lives. I do a lot of content on there. So add me. I'd love to connect. I love connecting with anyone. Uh, you know, giving free resources out when I can. Um, but yeah, that's that's my mission, just to help more people. I've, I've actually got a I, I record myself on testimonials, so I've got 315 success stories right now, and that's another goal. I want to take it to a thousand uh, 2021. So I've got 315 success stories. I want to take it to a thousand in 2021. So that's the 
massive goal for me. But Tyler, I appreciate, I, I love what you're doing. I appreciate, um, you know, allowing me to come on your podcast and share, you know, some, some stuff with people. I know they're going to get value if they take action on it. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.